Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my co-host who accidentally shares a moniker with a rapper, Mozzie. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me to rap though, because th- that won't go well. <laughs> I I remember when like we came up with like oh my, or, uh, you you came up with the Mozzie and the Muscle part, and uh, we eventually realized like about six months into recording there was a rapper who he had like some notoriety, but he's definitely up and coming, and now he's like you know. Pretty well known, but it was kind of just funny timing. Like, oh, there's a rapper also named Mozzie. <laughs> yeah. If, if it comes to it, I'll spell mine with an A, because that's how my last name is spelled. But it would still be pronounced Mozzie. Mazzie. Mazzie. Yeah, like it'd be like Pat McAfee saying your name. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here to do uh, just four games today. We're doing the Thursday and then the three Saturday games. The our normal uh, our normally scheduled Saturday morning would not have worked well for this because yeah all the, yeah we would have you know, been games. finishing up right when who is it the Colts start yeah pretty much so it would have been it would have been kind of shitty it would have not have been helpful and then next week we'll figure out how to get that going because there's like mostly the games on Saturday so hopefully we'll be able to record sooner there but let's get right into it our Thursday game is a nice divisional matchup between uh, the 49ers and the Seahawks this is in Seattle. Uh, San Fran is a three-point favorite, and the total is 43.5. We both have San Fran here. Yeah, I'm not uh, actually super confident in that. I'm taking San Fran because they've looked, you know, like that. You know, the Niners are so hot right now. Um, they've been doing really well, but I'm not. I'm really not thinking this is a blowout. Maybe it's a traditional San Fran game where it's very close until the last six minutes, and then it's a two-score. <laughs> um. Because, you know, obviously they just beat the shit out of the Bucks. I enjoyed that very much. So nice. We all love that. Oh, Brock Purdy. <laughs> Some seventh rounder coming in and beating a fifth rounder. Like, just love watching that. I so, went later than you. Ish. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's in Seattle, which is always tough to play in. It is, uh, you know, sort of that battle of the division coaches. You get Carroll and... And Shanny going at it. I think this is a pretty close game. I was contemplating taking Seattle at home in this as an upset, um, but I am going to lean San Fran. They've just uh, their defense is looking really good. Yeah, it's uh, it's always tough to pick the away team to win, and even for me, cover in a divisional matchup. Um, these teams haven't played yet, though, so it's kind of a I know. yeah. Usually, like yeah, there's a lot of matchups this year where like they're all smushed earlier late divisional wise a lot of times we'll get like a week four and a week 13 or something like that yeah and like, like didn't oh the um the eagles and giants just played for the first time right yeah <laughs> it's it's week been 14. really weird yeah <laughs> so it's one of those things where i think we're far enough into the year for this first matchup that it may not be as fuckery filled i guess because the divisional matchups always are, and that's when, like, 
you'll see like the random stuff happen early on like oh i thought i knew who this team was now i don't um with this the my big hesitation is kind of seattle's passing game in san fran secondary if you know Seattle gets their pass game going. San Fran secondary is actually really bad, but it hasn't mattered because no one has had time. Slash, yeah, no one like, can like get the ball out quickly enough for it yeah. to really matter, but it might here. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, where they've been so stout in the run game anyway, they can kind of dedicate a little more resource to the pass game. And their safety, like Fongi, has just been absurd, and he's helped their defense a lot as well. Ooh, he's kind yeah, of been he's like been a... So good. He, I mean, people know who he is, but he's 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 less touted than like you know Bosa and stuff. Um, I still think there's a lot of people yeah, who don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. It'll he's get really there. good, yeah. So, th- yeah, the C- Seattle's pass game. I have DK and Lockett as bangers, like they should be fine. I do want to mention though, I should probably put Marquise Goodwin as a stream because it is a revenge game for him. So it, it's the right matchup too. Yeah, and I don't know if I'd call it revenge because like they paid him a lot so he's it's probably not really vengeful but i mean you know playing against your former team you always want to ball out and he's been like the for sure third guy like he's been getting a good chunk of targets lately and playing pretty well so yeah i think he's in play too um i would agree with that yeah i'm not really high on kenneth walker here even if he's playing this is a terrible matchup now yeah yeah he's coming in banged up and it's the worst possible matchup like for the run game in Seattle. Okay. Seattle's run blocking has been fucking terrible. Like every so every every chart you see, there's this one that I see like every couple of weeks it's like, you know, running backs that are like, you know, consistently getting above what they're generated from blocking and like what percent of their runs are like positive EPA or success rate or whatever. Anyway, Kenneth Walker is like big play but like not high he's got like a low success rate on his runs and that's because the o-line's so bad but he's really good and so he can make some big plays out of nothing and like be proficient at the goal line even though their o-line has been awful at run blocking and so we saw that when he wasn't in how they did actually literally nothing in the run game whenever he's been gone so i mean i guess penny's been gone too he penny was really solid but like with when yeah now that he's gone whenever walker's out they just look awful so I know he's good, and he can, you know, break off some big plays and touchdowns, but I, this is not the matchup I want to attack it, especially just because I, I, I th- the, the way better matchups in the past game. Like I, So I agree with you, but I also think there's a chance he's still, he's still pretty good this week. And the only reason being, A, so a lot of this game to me depends on Geno. If Geno is able to escape pressure and hit his receivers downfield you're going to see a lot, you know, it'll be a little bit easier for the run game to happen, even if they're not blocking super well, like Walker is that dude. Mm -hmm. But the biggest problem for San Fran is that they've lost literally the entirety of their interior defensive line with the exception being Eric Armstead. Um, So he's still there. But if Armstead goes down and he's been in and out a few times this year, their D tackle position is dead. Yeah, because they they're missing Givens, too. And then I think Hassan Ridgeway yep. is either hurt or questionable as well. Yep. Yeah, Kinlon and Hurst are on IR. And then they don't have Givens or Ridgeway. And they do run a 4-3. So they're already kind of, you know, not in a great spot. But Armstead is super good, so you still have him there. But if he were to go down, you're now looking at just the linebackers. 
mm-hmm. which most likely would mean he'd be averaging at least three yards a carry. So, uh, like, I I do think if Geno can't, you know, make things happen, escape pressure, hit Lockett and DK, which they'll be open. <laughs> yeah, they'll definitely be open. If he can't, you know, get a way to do that because, you know, they still have Bosa and them who are going to be putting pressure on him, uh, then that run game... Walker might be able to do some stuff. Yeah, I could also see him getting some pass work too out of it just because of the outlet from the pressure. Yeah. I think I like, I, I wrote DK in first because I like him a little more because he's got, and we've seen it from Gino too, like their their timing on the really short slants to DK is really nice. So he would, I, I could see that like connecting well if they really need to get him out of pressure. Also, there are no corners that match up well with DK. In general. Oh, on San Francisco, especially, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, what was his name? When Jalen Ramsey was in his peak, he was a good foil for DK, because he's big. Yeah. But, or, you know, like Xavier Woods when he was at his peak. But, I mean, hitting slants, it's like Jimmy Ward is probably going to be the guy in the middle there. That's not good. (laughs) Yeah, there's... Yeah, one of the wards. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be tough. That or your fucking, you know, piece of furniture, whatever his name is. The Amador Lenoir or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, the Armoire Lenoir. Yeah. <laughs> but, so on the San Fran side, though, I wrote Kittle in bold purple because this is he hasn't played Seattle yet. He got Arizona, went off against them. This is the other nuts matchup for tight ends. Yeah. And Debo's out. So... And he's also overdue as fuck. Yeah, he had that good Arizona game, but he hasn't got like a whole lot going. And I think where he didn't get a whole lot last week, people are going to assume like, oh, Purdy's not going to throw to him because he hasn't like done much with Purdy yet. I'm like, no, 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 no. So this is definitely the matchup for it. It's kind of been the case all year as well. So Yeah, I think Kittle is in justifiable banger territory and certainly yeah. in like tight end of the week conversation. Yep, that's, I was pretty much going to go with him for that. Either him or Andrews. But, yeah. but both of them are in the, like, overdue solid spot category for me. So, Although, but Andrews kind of depends on the quarterback, so that's why I went with Kittle. You, you heard it here first. If your tight end is not playing Saturday, you're fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's Kelsey, yeah. Unless it's Kelsey. <laughs> he's then, an uh, exception to all. Yeah, he's, he's an exception to every tight end rule. Because mm-hmm. he's an exceptional tight end. He is exceptional. He is that dude. But anyway, so San Fran, rest of them. Uh, so with Debo out, I I was so I was looking at how Seattle gives up a lot of their production because I was looking at uh, a little clip of Seattle's defense against Carolina and how Carolina, a lot of their effectiveness was short stuff like screen game and Seattle was just really having a hard time with that. And on the year, they're, they've been like really terrible in the short middle of the field stat-wise as far as like, you know, Yards per catch allowed in the short middle area. And that's literally, that's like San Fran's bread and butter is like the screens and the short middle and stuff. So I'm, I'm expecting, well, one, I expect Purdy to play. Um, and then two, I expect them to be efficient. And like Debo, with Debo out, then Ayuk should get more targets, I imagine. And, you know, he did well last week too. Um, and then kind of, it's kind of a, a take your pick on if it's going to be more Juwan or more Ray Ray. Juwan's kind of been the guy a little more this year so far, so he'd be my lean. But I mean, yeah, it's this is more in a like 
uh showdown related thing is i'm not going to tell you to play either of them in a season long league right now in the playoffs right so i do think uh it should be mentioned that i'm sure mccaffrey will be some kind of uh chalk pick for any kind of lineup whether that's you know your standard lineup for fantasy in which case you're playing him and then also dfs but i would highly 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 consider taking that chalk yeah it's a great run matchup and he also fits that like hot zone and Purdy's been throwing to him a ton. A ton. Which yeah. is good. That's what he should be doing because he's yeah. very good. Um, but yeah, don't be, uh, don't be like, don't big brain yourself out of it. It's a very good matchup. I would probably roll with McCaffrey and find out how to get cheaper somewhere else. Yeah, I will say if you've got McCaffrey, or even if you don't, if you can spare the roster spot, um, right now I think the only healthy backup is Jordan Mason. Probably a good waiver wire grab just in case. You know, you never want it back, right? Is he back? Okay, then maybe Jordan Mason is not relevant. I didn't realize Tyrion was back. He's been out for so long. I kind of I don't know. It said he was a coach's decision inactive. Oh God, is he in Shanny's doghouse? <laughs> love you, love you, Tyrion. Is he on here? Um, he was an inactive last week. I don't know. Yeah, it says he was a coach's decision inactive against the Buccaneers. Hmm. So. So Jordan Mason's back on the menu, boys. Yeah, so yeah, I guess he's the backup for now. <laughs> for now, be the keyword because it's shady. So he's the new Trey Sermon. <laughs> no, I think I think he looked he looked solid in his little bit of time. I, I thought just, he did too. Yeah, I think it's just Jordan. Like he's coming off an injury, and Jordan Mason's kind of been the backup for now. He's probably going to stick with him for a bit. I don't know. Right. It also could be, it also could be a split if CMC goes down too. So it it, it may not be worth it. It could be it could be worth it. Um, my preferred handcuff to stash right now is actually um, Joshua Kelly from the Chargers. Yeah, he's been he's been the guy I've been stashing because he's he's been the for sure backup. So yeah, I guess if something happened to Eckler, then Kelly would be like super valuable. But anyway, back to this game. <laughs> um, yeah, CMC should smash. I think we pretty much went over all this. I, the QBs are both fine in my opinion, actually. Even though it's a San Fran, I think Gino's fine. Yeah. Um. I'm pretty heavy on the concentrated McCaffrey and Kittle and then probably DK and then whoever else you want to take. Probably take some kickers. Yeah, how did I build my showdown lineup? I think my showdown lineup ended be ended up being San Fran heavy. That like the first one I built on it. I did McCaffrey captain and then I have DK in there. Then I did uh, Purdy, Kittle, and then I didn't have much money left. So I just did Juwan Jennings and Ray Ray McLeod. But maybe throw a Marquise Goodwin in there, you know. I'm sure he'll be very cheap and very uh, yeah, he was, unpopular. He, he was actually 6,400. What? Yeah, it's a little, little high. But because of that, he <laughs> will not be popular. So. Do you like my high voice for that high <laughs> price? <laughs> you, could, you could get to a kicker instead of Jamal Jennings if you wanted, though. Or Bill this This will be a good game, though. I'm actually interested in this Thursday night game for once. Hopefully not everyone gets hurt right at the fucking start. Uh, oh, that was terrible. <laughs> I was only about to turn on the TV. Yeah, like, I had, I didn't get it on right away. Then I saw the notification. I'm like, I'm not watching this game. I'll go back and watch <laughs> stuff later. I don't want to watch Colt McCoy a present versus, like, young Colt McCoy, basically. So. Yeah. What a wasted name. I heard someone say that. They're just like, what a great name for a quarterback for a guy who's terrible. He's not terrible. He's a backup. But, Colt yeah. McCoy does sound like, like a tv quarterback name hey, right colt mccoy <laughs> fastest gun in the west <laughs> <laughs> uh 
uh, and he is in the NFC West. So hey, there you go. Hey, uh, but moving on to the Saturday games, we st- we kick off with Indy at Minnesota. We both had Minnesota. They're favored by four, and the total is forty-eight. Uh, to me, those Vegas numbers seem like pretty spot on. But what are you at with it? Um, I like those numbers personally. I am a little nervous about an upset here again. Um, Minnesota will respond in one of two ways. They're either going to have a nice bounce back game and be in control and probably win something around like 31, 20 something. Or that loss to the Lions just like doofed them. And this is about to be bad. But I don't think that's going to happen. My worry is that the Colts did just have a bye week, a very, 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 very late bye week. Mm -hmm. And they... They're kind of playing for something like that team does have motivation because everyone's been shitting on them. And I'm sure Saturday is honestly probably loved by his players as a former player. And if they're taking any sort of, you know, uh, solidarity with their coach, they probably are also pissed at how he's been just dragged through the mud. Yeah. So I do think that Indy will have a little fire with them and Minnesota has to watch out. This isn't going to be a cake matchup. They just had a bye week. So an extra week to prepare and Minnesota's offense is pretty easy to like understand defensively. It's, can you stop cook and can you stop Jefferson? (laughs) That's pretty much it. That's like what their offense relies on. Can you put pressure on Kirk and prevent him from hitting Jefferson? And can you stuff Dalvin cook at the line? And if you can do that, you're going to beat them. So I'm a yeah, little apprehensive. <laughs> I I this I would not take this spread any further than four. I like it at four as a, as a pretty close push. That's pretty much what I'm projecting Minnesota to win by. But I am not putting money on this game. I get some weird Mozzie vibes that it <laughs> might pull this one out. So it's kind of a weird one for me here because we obviously know the way to beat Minnesota is through the air. Indy has relied on Jonathan Taylor. So this is going to be like, okay, did this bye week give them a chance to like get their shit together in the passing game? Because it hasn't really been together. Did they get it all in a backpack? You know, right. Um, all your shit. <laughs> so before the bye though, we saw, um, I guess the Cowboys, the first half it was close and then it got away from them because the Cowboys defense was really good. Um, but we saw uh, Alec Pierce have a really good game and, Somewhat okay. I th- we pretty much predicted that it would not be a Pittman game because Diggs matched up great against Pittman. Yeah. Um, but I don't think Minnesota has anyone to match up against Pittman, so I think he'll be fine. And um, between you know Pierce and Campbell, it's kind of a toss up there, in my opinion. But I think they're both on the radar for DFS or even like if you really need someone in your lineup this week for whatever reason. Um, I don't mind either of them. Outside of them, I'm not really feeling the tight ends here. Jonathan Taylor's one where it's like, I, again, Minnesota's front is solid and their, you know, secondary is trash. So I think that this this is more of like a DFS take here. JT might go a little overlooked in that sense. Right. But he's also Jonathan Taylor, so he might not. Um, And you're not benching him in your league. No. He's, pro- he's probably going to fall in the end zone, even if he doesn't get a ton of production. Yeah, and that's, that's like the thing, like, you mentioned with Kenneth Walker, like, even if he doesn't have, like, a great day, like, 
you know, he could get 40 yards and two touchdowns yeah. and be fine. Like Jonathan <laughs> Taylor, like 80 yards and a touchdown is like a pretty likely outcome, I would imagine. Right. And he is a good receiver. Yeah, he, he is the only running back there. So <laughs> I think Deion Jackson might be back now, but like he's the I only running back they're going to have on the field pretty much. So Yeah. What worries me with this matchup for the Vikings is this D-line of the Colts is healthy. Pay, DeForest Buckner, and Yannick are all playing. And that gives yeah. me a little bit of worry. Good thing Darisaw is back. Yeah, um, their linemen should be back. The, the report just came through like as we were doing the last one. Um, I think it was was it Dantzler um, didn't uh-huh. practice because he's sick. Okay, but he's the corner. Yeah, <laughs> imagine. So if he's out, it's even worse. Yeah, and they, they, Harrison Smith didn't play last week because he was super sick. So like, and I think you always want to. Yeah, I think he's good now. Yeah, which that him being God was instantly apparent on the Jamison Williams <laughs> touchdown because that was like instant payoff. Like no one fucking accounted for him. Uh, that was hilarious like, to me. What are those steamroller <laughs> things? I think they're just called steamrollers. He could have driven in a steamroller like at that speed. In the yeah. Zone. There was <laughs> no one in the camera. Yeah, he was all alone. It was, um, it was funny. But yeah, you mentioned the tight ends. I'm pretty sure this is a Blockinson week. So I think somewhat, but tight ends have been kind of okay against Indy. And it sort of has played into... Um, their secondary's played well. They haven't been tested a ton, but this, they're, pre- they're pretty solid. And then their front, one healthy, has been good. Now, the issue with, like, that that is the if healthy part. Like, the last, like, month or so, it's been not <laughs> not yeah, healthy. Yeah, so. they've been missing a lot of their pass rush guys. Yeah, their, their numbers up front and, like, their run defense numbers look bad right now. But with everyone back, presumably looks a lot it becomes a lot tougher so that's what kind of worries me about this game is we haven't seen the colts defensive front healthy in a while mm -hmm. and they had Um, a bye week and they're all back yeah kenny moore in the slot by the way probably is gonna miss for the colts but you're pretty much gonna have like okay can what can Gilmore do against Justin Jefferson? Which that's gonna be a really fun matchup. Um, <laughs> and if he gets on anybody else, they're toast. And then you know we gotta see some people in the slot. But Indy has allowed like some some decent games to tight ends. They haven't faced a ton of like crazy ones, but that's been the spot of like least resistance a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Not not like a huge funnel in the sense of you know Arizona and Seattle, but like I'm trying to give us way to who's who was another team. Uh, I don't remember. I think the Jags kind of were for a bit at some point. The Browns but, with that middle. Yeah, of the, the Browns. Field. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the, the the two good corners and the good pass rush in the middle of the field just <laughs> open. So, I, yeah, I, I agree that they might need him to block some, but when he runs his routes, I think he'll be a good spot. It'll be it'll be like a day you kind of might need more efficiency than have the volume there. But the total's pretty good here, though. Is the thing. So the total's pretty it might, good. It might it might end up opening up. I am. Um, I'm gonna put Minnesota covers, but minus four is the cap. If it hits minus five, then I'm on the under. I will say on the DFS state for Saturday, this is by far the best total. It's two, you know, healthy offenses um, in a dome, and ne- neither of these teams has really shown a huge ability to put a team away. <laughs> so, <laughs> like that's the thing. Like I expect this to stay close. Like there's a chance it goes weird either way 
but this should stay close. And, like, Minnesota, like, Kirk loves to play comeback. Indy, like, you know, we'll see a lot of, like, short stuff if they're trying to play comeback. And then, you know, Baltimore-Cleveland could just be a gross shit show, and Miami-Buffalo could be terrible weather, potentially. So, this is the the safest game in that sense, but... (laughs) And that made me, uh, just on the last note, I was like, you know what, I'll take Greg Joseph, too, here. As the oh yeah, for the Vikings. This, this is a great kicker a game. It's got a high over under. You know, Indy might have a good D and stop their stall their drives out with their pass rush. Like this is kind of like perfect Greg Joseph game. Yeah, and it's two teams that like sometimes just like shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. So <laughs> that makes the that's in like good offenses, but they like are sort of cursed. <laughs> <laughs> But next up, we've got uh, Baltimore Cleveland. Speaking of curses, oh, we uh, the total. So this morning when I put it in, it was thirty eight and a half. It's down to thirty seven. There was like some optimism about Huntley, but it is a concussion. So like he has to get through the whole protocol by game time, which is a it's a tight thing to do. So the spread didn't change with it. So that's my only thought is like okay maybe this is just a shitty game in general. And That's what it looks down. like. <laughs> that, that, or like, it might just be movement on people betting on no Anthony or be, it being Anthony Brown. So there's a couple ways that could go. But like either the way, latest I've seen is that Huntley is gonna play if he clears the protocol. Yeah, which it's just he has to get through that. Like, like they basically he would be good enough to play now, but he has to get through the steps of the protocol, which he might uh-huh. not. Um, so yeah, I guess TBD on that, but it is, I think there's a, it's more than likely we'll see Huntley. Mm, Yeah, he, so yeah, he got in the full practice today, which that doesn't really mean a ton. That just means he's on track in the protocol. Right. And I think they usually get cleared Saturday. So if if he could get cleared Saturday morning, I think it would be how it would go. Yeah, it's going to be a late notification, unfortunately. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if we'll have this by the. I think we'll have it by the first game, but like it's not a guarantee. So, because this is what 4 p.m. on Saturday, I believe around, so. Around then, 4:30. Yeah, so there's a 1 p.m. of 4:30 and an 8:15. So it's really spread out. Okay. Um. But yeah, I this to me this is an AFC North boar fest <laughs> again. Yeah, this is the AFC North. <laughs> yep. It is a low total with two messed up quarterbacks uh one you know physically messed up from injury the other just messed up uh mentally that's a uh, groper cleveland as i've heard him being uh, <laughs> indoctrinated as. and i will refer to, refer to him as henceforth as groper cleveland i i refuse to pick them for a game i'm taking baltimore i really hope huntley is back because if he is like i think they could legitimately Still win this is the funniest part. Cleveland has been rough. Um, <laughs> Their offense what, has been shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it picked up a little bit. Like, ha- like at second half last week, it picked up a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, Watson's been bad, and they've not been on track. Like, I, I did. I would never have thought that, like, Amari Cooper's value would have gone in the pooper with, uh, with Watson <laughs> coming in. Um, he also... Cooper is also like the like most infamous notorious home road split guy where he's like way better at home. Um <laughs> that's not why I'm pick, that's not why I'm listing him as a banger option here. Um he 
Also, for what it's worth, he and David Bell and Clowney haven't practiced this week, but they've been listed with rest as well. Like, because Cooper had the hip played, but he's been listed with rest, same with Clowney. So I think they're just getting rest because it's a earlier day game. David Bell is the only one who I think actually is in danger of not playing. Um, so Baltimore's corners are very uh, greedy, I guess, even though greedy's on the other side. Um, they they love to go for the big play, interception, big hit, knockout. So Amari Cooper is actually like he's really fucking good, and I I'm glad he's had a really good season with Jacoby Brissett. Um, because I'm glad he's getting like you know the respect that's due to him. So he's better than these corners. The corners are solid, but he's got the ability I think to like catch them getting greedy and beat them on it because his route running is really good and you can probably fool them on some stuff. So. I think he's got a good upside in what is otherwise a pretty gross game. Yeah. Um, I wrote Chubb here in the stream. Okay. In a season-long league, you're playing Chubb regardless. Unless, you know, you have some, like, fucking loaded field. Um, but if uh, if Huntley doesn't play and it's Anthony Brown, it would it's more of a Chubb is going to get 20-plus touches, like, per, almost for sure if it's Anthony Brown. Because the game is just going to stay... Low, slow, gross the whole time. It might even be that way regardless of who's at quarterback for Baltimore. But right. Chubb's workload is really secure here is kind of what I wanted to get at. Yeah, I mean, Chubb has also donged on the Ravens yeah. as far as I can remember. I don't know if he's had a bad game against them. Their run D's been insane. It's also been weaker competition lately. But since their recent addition, their run, run D's been insane, though. So it's it's a tough matchup. But it is, but even when Browns it's like are, good, he still yeah. finds a way because he's Nick fucking Chubb, baby. Yeah, that old line is Nick Chubb. Yeah. So, but Baltimore side, what's how you feel on the Baltimore side? Oh lord, um, yeah, it's it's a little tough, isn't it? I think <laughs> your best bet is to roll with anyone who's going to be in the center of the field. <laughs> uh, so that's Mandrews, who's also going to probably be Anthony brown's best friend if it's him and most likely tyler huntley's best friend if he's in he has been tyler huntley's best friend whenever it's been huntley so uh we could also you know it's likely we see some likely hey Hey. and uh that might do it for me (laughs) yeah what about the running backs though do you have a do you have like a preference of either are you just saying dobbins for now are you concerned with Dobbins' top speed not being there? I am. I don't think Dobbins is good to go. I don't think he should have come back. Baltimore does this weird thing where they'll bring someone back from IR, they'll have a great game, and then the following game they get hurt. I'm not saying he will, but... We've seen it quite a few times. Yeah. He, he I mean, normal J.K. Dobbins, top speed, houses that one run that he didn't house. Yep. So it, it was concerning, but he's still a very good running back. Is the thing so like even without his top speed, he's still better than a lot of running backs. Yeah, I know. So. like I like Dobbins. I just I'm worried about that. I would rather have Gus. Give me Gus Bus. I, he's yeah. just consistent. I know what he's gonna do each week. I think they're. I mean, they're both solid options. <laughs> probably. I, is there a world where these guys both get like eighty to a hundred yards and score? I don't think so. Really both yeah like if if baltimore just runs all day like they each get 80 to 100 and a score yeah no i, I don't think that's gonna happen gotcha i don't th- i don't well first i don't 
it's very hard for me to picture Gus getting over like 70 yards. Okay, because true, yeah. He does he just doesn't have the volume for it generally. Mm-hmm. Um but he could fall in the end zone twice. Their their combined fantasy p- could be that. If, <laughs> could be 200 yards and two touchdowns just right. split up weird. <laughs> if Dobbins that's fair, accounts that's fair. for all the receptions and yardage and Gus accounts for the tutties, then definitely. I just I don't think this game is going to be high scoring enough. Like if that's I'm saying true. I there think Manchester gets one and one running back gets to get one then because anything else is a field goal. Yeah, that's true. That that would be all the Baltimore points at that point. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's fair. Actually, I guess, yeah, I might have been a little overzealous on that. Yeah, there, there might not just be enough offense in this game. But... Yeah, I don't think there's going to be much offense in this game. Nah, yeah. This is one where on this slate, I'm, it's pretty slim pickings for me. It's a it's... great 4 p.m. nap game. Yeah, they did that for us on Christmas, too. The 4 p.m. game on Christmas is uh, Rams-Broncos. Oh, that's <laughs> prime. You can fall asleep <laughs> to that so easily. I know, I thought that was wonderful. You have that huge, like, Christmas, you know, noon lunch, and then that game comes on, and you're like, all right, <laughs> nap yeah. time. I, can't, I think the 1 p.m. game is, uh, like, Dolphins Packers, I believe, which is is a, is a solid game, solid yeah. enough game. Let's see. Yeah, so one oh one p.m. Dolphins Packers, and then eight twenty would have been interesting with Kyler, but now it's, it's Bucks against the Colt McCoy Cardinals. So for the Christmas Day the games aren't the best. <laughs> they gave us the gift of spending time with our family. But next up, last game here, we've got Miami at Buffalo. Both at Buffalo, there is a lot of weather grossness potentially here. So. That's a big watch, but how are we feeling about this? The matchups in this game. Um, what's the so what's the weather gonna be like? I need um, to there's concerns about like winter storm type of type of stuff. Obviously, it's it it, it could fully change, but it could it could be pretty gross. That's, it is in Buffalo. Yeah, so that's always in play anyway. But um, <laughs> with this game injury wise, I'm guessing Jeff Wilson sits. Um, and then Tyreek seems good to go. And then we've got Teron, Armstead, Campbell, and Rowe are all questionable. They didn't practice one today. And on the other side, Bates, Milano, Phillips didn't practice one today. But I know, I can't remember the others. I, I think they all played, or at least I know Milano played last week. So it might, it might just be separate. I haven't seen, like, all the designations yet. I've just seen, like, the statuses. So I think it's rest because they were going pretty fucking ham last Sunday on the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> it was a close game. It was a good game. But they were bringing you know. it. Mulatto, fucking poor Mike White, man. Poor Mike he White ripped his soul out of his body forcibly. <laughs> that was such a vicious but clean and legal hit. Oh yeah, even like as a Jets fan watching him, like oh my god, that was a textbook perfect hit, and I think he might have killed him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like the hit, that's you put that on tape. That is yep. that was like perfect. Film but room pours like this is how you tackle. Yeah absolutely obliterated Mike White, though. You can see the whites of his eyes extinguish (laughs) right there. (laughs) Uh, And he came back in. What a legend. Yeah. What what, Yeah. What a champ. Legend of Mike White. So, in this... Yeah, in this game, though, what are you... uh, If if weather's not an issue, what are you feeling here? Well, I think we finally do even... Like, weather regardless, I think you still get a little bit more run game from the Bills, or at least running back usage. Um, 
this to me is like prime James Cook to start doing some stuff. Like I think we get Chef Cook this week. It's just the matchup just seems right. I like having the scat backs against Miami. There's something about their linebacking core that I I just don't love. Yeah, we kind we kind of saw it against, um, I guess the Chargers with like how they got Eckler. I mean, obviously it's Eckler; it's a little different, but that that's kind of how you get Miami. They don't blitz as much, but the way they send their pass rush and have their safeties like set, because they'll they'll do a lot of like safety or corner either blitz or show blitz, and that can kind of open up that scat back type of stuff a lot. I think. Yup, and then of course I I. Outside of Cook, I also do like Knox. And I like Gabe Davis this week, too. I know he's on the Buffalo side, and I'm kind of jumping around. But um, Knox and Davis are kind of my guys. I Because I, this, both of these teams have good corners. So I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a little hesitant on the number ones. But to me, Gabe, like... Gabe Davis is just kind of overdue. He hasn't yeah. been in a while. <laughs> it's and been I think so it's overdue. That's he. So he's someone who um, he is 5K on DraftKings for this three game slate. Yeah. So hopefully the weather's fine because I played him some last week too at 5.3 and just, you know, didn't hit. I'm like, damn it. So eventually, you know, it's, it's just the eventually these deep targets will hit is what you hope for. But I'm with you. I'm with you on James Cook, who we're calling Chef. I, <laughs> especially when I'm typing him, I say Chef just because when you say Cook, especially when they're both on the slate. <laughs> but they're both, they're both playing, um, not against each other this time. But the um, so Cook's production, James Chef's Chef's production, um, was not there um, this past week against the Jets, unsurprisingly, because of you know the weather and the Jets' defense. Uh, you know the, the game was just gross in general. But what was reassuring for me was that the kind of the underlying stuff was still there. So snap count wise, it was still above forty percent. It was in week thirteen as well, and then Naheem Hines' share was down, so it was mostly just Singletary and Cook, and then a little bit of Hines. And then I wrote in here as well about I'm trying to find what I wrote about their route runs, but basically Singletary was doing most of the running back route running. Then over the last two weeks, Cook has pretty much taken half of that. So it's a pretty even split actually between the two of them and. My my concern, my question moving forward is, does it stay a split, or is this you know James Cook taking over? I as I wanted to be James Cook taking over, but I do think that, in all honesty, the the split's probably more likely. But you know, especially I mean, it's not a running back heavy offense, but it's a good offense. So is a running back split can still be valuable in a split offense. So if the weather's real gross. It might be a little less offense overall, not as exciting, but I think James Cook can kind of give them a spark they need here if they're trying to keep up. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. If it, if the weather is shitty, it's probably going to be more of a split anyway with less mm-hmm. throwing. Uh, and then Jalen is pro- will probably also account for a good amount of rushing if the weather yeah. is trash, especially. <laughs> Just keep it and, and go down and bulldoze through the snow. Yeah, I'd probably fumble once if the weather's bad. Um, are we worried at all about Tua in the snow? So is like Jalen in the snow. I, I saw someone mention he like has bad cold weather record, but I don't know how many cold weather games Tua's even played. 
Yeah, I don't have any real reference for it. I'm just thinking, like, he's from Hawaii and Jalen is, like, from Montana or something. <laughs> was it, like, Wyoming, I think? Was to, it yeah, Wyoming. Yeah. One of those states over there. <laughs> um, <laughs> one is definitely more used to, like, the Nordic winters and, you know, blistering through the cold, or as one is a little more used to pineapples and pina coladas, which is cool. <laughs> um, so that, that does... I'm really curious to see what we get out of Miami this week. Cause I don't know if you saw, but McDaniel fucking called the fuck out of his offensive players. Uh, mm. I didn't, I didn't see press any presser stuff yet. No. Oh yeah. He was basically like, it's pretty tough to win football games when your players aren't running the scheme you come up with. Oh shit. <laughs> oh yeah. And he's like, and it wasn't one player and it wasn't one side of the offense. It was both or like one side of the uh, team, like offense versus defense. It was both sides both trying to so they just played like shit yeah because <laughs> so one thing i'd seen was issues that were in the uh and this might this might have been where the uh disconnect was so i was watching, i can't remember who posted at all ever there's so many things on twitter i can never remember who posts anything for the most part unless it's like one of the two or three accounts i reference all the time but it was basically like a breakdown of one of the plays on how the chargers were defending um Miami's passing game and I was that's why I was like I cannot put a finger on what is going wrong like they're because the, I only got to watch the first half I went to bed for the second half because you know <laughs> you need some sometimes you want some sleep and um I'm like everything is hit, so close to hitting but nothing was connecting like the the DBs were like always there to like break it up I'm like okay these are like there's some backups here. Like, what is going on? Like, these guys are not this good. <laughs> I was I was confused. And so looking back at it, the Chargers, and this credit to Staley here, I mean, sometimes I forget that he's DC at heart because of their fourth down tendencies and how aggressive they are. But they basically just took away the deep intermediate middle, which is the Dolphins' bread butter. Yeah. One, uh, when so the the play that was shown was like this is like a setup they do a lot where they bring Tyreek you know end around the backfield and then he can either go vertical or they'll screen it to him but he and Waddle both went vertical and one of them cut in and the Dolphin and the Chargers corners were playing literally like only the up and inside of the field so if Tyreek broke outside he was wide open but that didn't happen so I'm like okay now that you told me that I'm like were they supposed to be running option routes or did they never just break outside or like what was the deal. And so, going here, I'm like, okay, the Dolphins are going to have to be able to take advantage of the outside, outside of the numbers now. And yeah. if if the weather's bad, it's going to be hard to take advantage of, you know, 20 yards deep outside the numbers. But that would maybe be like, okay, we might get a lot of, like, short screens and stuff. So, I'm really curious what the Dolphins' offense does. And if the disconnect was the players, like, not taking the option... Like, I could totally see Mike McDaniel saying, hey, and, and at halftime he just goes, hey, these guys are only playing inside. If they're doing that, make these option routes and break outside, and they just don't. Like, that, right. I could see that being a thing, potentially. Yep. So That's what it kind of sounded like, is he kind of provided them with the, the way through their defense, and they were just trying to wing it hmm. instead of... Uh... Which, he doesn't seem like the coach that would just, like, call his players for no reason, so it must have been egregious. Yeah, it, that exactly. And I'm like, it's, it's very risky to call out your players like that in a public presser. Because um, you're either going to get a great response from them or they're going to, like, 
they're going to do what you say and it's not going to work and they're going to boo you. <laughs> yeah. I I think they'll I don't have any worry about them recovering from that like, you know, locker room wise. I don't think it's an no, issue. I don't either. So, yeah. They they, they seem to generally like him. But also I we haven't got to most yet. I mean, he's in play assuming Jeff Wilson's out, but the Buffalo run defense has kind of come back around since they were bad. But if he's the only guy, he might be catching some passes too. So he's, he definitely he definitely is in play as the only running back. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's an interesting matchup because I don't think okay so like with the Chargers they still had Adderley so they still had their free safety but they were out their strong safety. The Bills it's the reverse. <laughs> they don't have their free safety hide. But they do have their strong safety Poyer. I imagine, especially if it's snowy and shitty, that you're going to see Poyer in the box a lot more. So you might have a little bit more of that vacant deep middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the first game was 21-19, Dolphins won. They had fucking Jalen passed 63 times. Jesus. That's absurd. That's a lot. And they only got 19 points. What even fucking happened? Were there like, just a ton of turnovers? I mean, Jalen lost a fumble at one point, but... Huh. Weird. Games are weird sometimes. Games are weird sometimes. There was a fumble and a missed field goal. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. So. I think think it was like a lot of long drives too. But anyway. I'm excited. I hope this weather is good because I want to see this game actually play out. Yeah, me too. Even if the weather is going to be shitty, I want it to be like the Shady McCoy snow game. The the shittier the weather, the more it favors Buffalo. I think we're both on that. Yeah. In the sense of like, not that either like, like Jalen can run, and Tua doesn't really run much. So that that that's the difference. Like that is a difference. Which I don't want Tua running. Please. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. <laughs> I want him as far away from other players as possible. I feel like if the weather's bad, we'll see a lot of like Tyreek and Waddle like fucking pitches or something. Yeah. I would agree with that. Waddle's got to get more involved. He's been quiet lately. Yeah, yeah. They they got they got to get him rolling. But <laughs> we are gonna roll on out of here. Uh, thank you for tuning into our little preview here. So I really wanted to get something in for these games. So I'm like, I don't want to miss. You know, well, mi- miss missing one Thursday games okay because usually it sucks. Uh, but <laughs> mi- miss, missing four whole games would have been a little rough, even if some of them suck too. So we'll be back. Um, in a few days to preview the rest of these games, you can find us online in the meantime at mozzieandthemuscle.com and on Twitter at Mozzie and Muscle. So thank you for tuning in.